Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you've Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome back to, to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Rowlandson from LightningInsider.com with some thoughts and observations and following a, a 5-1 Tampa Bay victory the against the Montreal Canadiens. They kick off a five-game four-game road trip, excuse me, four-game road trip, uh, all against division opponents, against, uh, you know, especially games coming up, opponents are somewhat near them in the standings, uh, so it was uh, a good step uh, to start things off with this game, Brandon Hagel, a couple of goals and an assist, Katie Kucherov with a goal and an assist, Steven Stamkos with two assists, in this game, a very efficient performance for Tampa Bay, specifically from about uh, halfway through the first period, right on through most of the rest of this game. And you know, I this didn't this wasn't a trap game, but it had the makings of, of a tough game, only in the sense that. You know, the Lightning had just finished a six-game homestand. It's the longest homestand of the season. And they've been home a lot since the beginning of November. You know, they start the season seven of the first nine on the road. And then they come home for a stretch that began November 1st all the way up until, you know, the other night on the 15th where they only played five road games. Uh, Two of those were single road games, so it's not really a road trip. And the other one was three games and four nights. So a road trip, but, you know, not not an elongated road trip. Of, you know, you play three quick games and you come back home and you had the six-game homestand. So to go out on the road for the first time, knowing that you're going to be gone for a week, right? They leave on a Friday. They're going to come back on a Friday uh, after they finish this trip up in Buffalo on the 23rd. And they'll have three days off for the Christmas break. But it, 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 it had the, the potential challenge to be back out on the road for the first time really uh, in, in three weeks and the first real road trip in you know more than a month. Uh, and it started that way. This game started that way. They, they look like a team that forgot how to play on the road. You know, they, you're also playing a Montreal team, first and foremost, now coached by Marty St. Louis. You know, so he'll always have a, a special place in this franchise's history. So he'll, you know, he looks over at the opposing uniform, and you know, he, he sees all the memories they come up, and he's got a, a team that's full of some young, talented players. They're not a very good team at the moment, but they got some talent. They got some guys who can really, you know, move the puck and, and score, and and you know, present problems for you if you don't pay attention to details. And that's kind of what happened at the start of this game. Lightning were getting hemmed in. They were a little loose, specifically around the home plate area in front of their net. Something that they had improved on immensely 
specifically in the homestand. But there were opportunities there for Montreal. Fortunately, Andre Vasilevsky remembered how to play a road game, and we've seen this formula from the Lightning more than a few times over the past number of years where maybe they don't have their skates under them at the beginning of the game. Uh, The other team comes out with some jump, uh, take advantage of the Lightning in in that aspect, and Andre Vasilevsky is there to make some saves, and and he did that. The Canadians end up with 14 shots on goal in the first period, and they had more than a few that were quality chances. But you, as, as a young team like Montreal can do, they fell asleep for a split second, and Brandon Hagel sneaks in behind the defense, takes a nice pass from Ian Cole for uh, a breakaway. It wasn't a, a straight, straight-ahead breakaway. He was actually in alone from the, the left-side boards on in and, and finishes uh, that goal uh, to give Tampa Bay a one nothing pl- uh, lead really against the run of play. I mean, that's... You know, you hear that phrase in soccer a lot, against the run of play. That goal was kind of against the run of play. And, uh, you know, because the Lightning, a experienced team, was able to take advantage of a moment where Montreal, maybe they were feeling good about themselves as they came out with a good start. And, uh, you know, they were caught maybe thinking too much, and Brandon Hagel made him pay. They get a 2-0 lead on a rebound goal from Nick Paul, one of the few shifts the Lightning had in the first period where they spent some time in the Montreal zone and and kept puck possession and they end up getting a goal out of it and uh, a two-goal lead. Two-goal lead going into the second period and the Lightning started to tighten things up by then. They started to cut down on the giveaways, started to protect the middle areas of the ice a little bit better as they kind of felt themselves grow in the game Uh, for lack of a better term. And the game really turned. It's Look, it's still a 2-0 lead. You know, 2-0 leads in hockey nowadays are not what they were 15 years ago because of all that skill and everything that's that's around the league right now. Uh, It's it's easy for teams to erase two-goal deficits. So the game really changed, you know, midway through the second period on a high, a, a double minor uh, for high sticking that, that gave Tampa Bay a brief five on three, a 34 second five on three, but it also gave them extended power play time. And it was just after that five on three expired that they cashed in. Anthony Sorelli gets his first of the season. Again, camped out right in front of the net where Anthony Sorelli tends to be camped out. In those situations, it, it wasn't a five-on-three goal. Uh, it, it just expired. It ended up being a five-on-four goal, so they didn't get, you know, even more extended power play time out of it. But you know, with a three-goal lead, that's there's a big difference between a three-nothing lead and a two-nothing lead in the NHL. Even though three-nothing leads, three-goal leads are not insurmountable in today's game by any stretch. But it, it just felt like the game turned at that point. You know, they tack on another power play goal. Brandon Hagel tips a Victor Hedman shot uh, to make it 4 nothing going into the third period. And and from there, it's just don't give Montreal life and close the game out. Well, they gave Montreal some life. Nick Suzuki spoils the shutout bid 16 seconds into the third period, and you could feel the building come to life. 
And when that building's alive, it's loud. And uh, it, it can be an, a, an, a cool atmosphere to be in. Uh, but, you know, when the crowd's against you, sometimes they can turn against you. And, you know, just after that, Cole Caulfield had a breakaway opportunity. Now, Andre Vasilevsky makes the save, so ultimately it didn't make a difference. It was called down for offside, but, you know, there's a chance that that could have stood on, uh, on a coach's challenge if it was actually onside. We never actually got a clear replay of it after that, but, you know, just two split seconds of, you know, the lightning kind of sleeping themselves they get away with it on the second one uh but from then on it was game over you know that they the third period was so efficient you know normally there's three media timeouts in a period there was one there was only one in the third period i think there were only i I think dave michigan said nine face-offs in the period, and you know, one of them is the opening face-off, and there were two goals. So those three centerized face-offs. Uh, that was it for the rest of the game. There were a couple of icing calls mixed in there, but that's it. There was there was nothing. That's how efficient the Lightning were in closing out the rest of this game, recognizing where the game had the potential to slip, and it had a chance to slip in the first period. Fortunately, Andre Vasilevsky was there. But, you know, quickly settling things down in the third period early after the quick goal from Montreal and then the quick chance. After that, it was it was suffocation is basically what it was. A couple of chances, which you're not going to completely shut down a team in the third period, but they didn't give it much. I don't think Montreal had any high-danger chances in the game. You know, they had... I think Montreal had 12 scoring chances in the first period. I think they had nine the rest of the game. They had 14 shots on goal in the first period, nine the rest of the game. It was just classic, in a lot of ways, classic recent lightning games where they have a lead in the third period and they lock it down. And again, recognizing that very quickly after the start of the period... You know, they allowed Montreal to put one on Andre Vasilevsky and make it a uh, 4-1 game at that point and kind of give a little life. But closed it out, did what they had to do to finish that game and start things off. Now they get a couple of days off before they face Toronto on Tuesday. They'll play three games and four nights to close out this trip. Tuesday at Toronto, Wednesday at Detroit, and Friday at Buffalo. And uh, interesting stat put out by the NHL. You know, Andre Vasilevsky has been terrific in his career against Montreal. I think tonight he improved a 13-1-2 all-time against. Maybe 13-1-1 all-time against the Canadians in the regular season with a sub 2.0 goals against average and a save percentage around 930, 935, somewhere in that range. Saturday was his 10th consecutive victory in the regular season over the Canadians. He is the only goaltender in NHL history. Let me repeat that. He is the only goaltender 
in NHL history to win 10 consecutive regular season games against the Canadians. Obviously, the Canadian storied franchise, you know, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, even part of the 80s storied franchise. So, you know, the Canadians weren't suffering 10 losses in a year (laughs) during some of those stretches. But, you know, for as long as the Canadians have been around, even in the age of expansion, going back to the first wave of expansion in 1968, he is the first goaltender to ever win 10 consecutive regular season games against the Canadians. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. You know, it's another game tonight where Tampa Bay gives up fewer than three goals. It's the formula you hear John Cooper talk about a lot. You hold a team to one to two goals, your chances of winning the game improve significantly. You let in three, now the game's in the balance. You let in four or more, it's a difficult game. Well, this is now, uh, as they've won five straight here, this is now five straight games where they have allowed two or fewer goals in a game. And even going back The game in Buffalo, back at the end of November on that last road trip they were on, that wild 6-5 game where they're down two goals in the third period, they come back, tie it late, and win it in overtime. You know, John Cooper said after that game that we are a process-driven team, and that wasn't our process because they were terrible defensively in that game. Ever since then, the only goal, the only games in which they've given up more than two goals, one was the next night in Boston where they gave up three, but one was in the empty netter, so they only gave up two. They had the game against Toronto back at the start of December that kicked off the homestand, and they gave up three, and they were a broken power play goal um, or a, a broken play on the power play for Toronto that tied that game at 3-3 in the third. So they're, you know, one of those plays away from closing that game out with less than, uh, you know, three goals. And then the other one was the Detroit game. And the final score in that game was 4-2, but Detroit scored two empty net goals. So that's another game where they gave up basically two or fewer if you take away the empty net goals. They count in the standings. They count against a team's goals against average. But... That's a, that's a nice little run here of playing much better defensive hockey, committing you uh, committing to playing better hockey, to protecting the middle areas of the ice, and uh, you know not hanging the goalie out to dry. Not a lot of backdoor plays, not a lot of open chances. You know, Montreal had a couple tonight, but not not a ton. That's what I'm saying. You know, twelve scoring chances in the first period, I think nine the rest of the game, and I think they had five high danger chances in the first period. They think they finished giving up one 
in the final two periods. So you just you see how that kind of develops. So that's a trend in the right direction for this team. And that sets up a very interesting game now on Tuesday in Toronto. The, you know, the Leafs had been on a great run. They hadn't lost a game in regulation, I think, for 16 straight. Now they've lost two in a row as they fall to the Capitals on Saturday. And uh, heading into a showdown now with the Lightning. And the Leafs are just three points ahead of Tampa Bay in the Atlantic uh, Division standings. And look, it's still, you know, we're not to Christmas quite yet. But, you know, you're talking about key early games. If you want to talk about home ice advantage or anything like that, I mean, this is a, this is a game that can kind of push things in one direction or another. It's the proverbial four-point game, right? If the Lightning win the game in regulation, they're three points out. Or, sorry, one point out. If they lose it, they're five points out. You know, Leafs have been rolling. How do they handle losing a couple of games in a row? We'll we'll see how that all plays out uh, on Tuesday. But, you know, you have to try and shut down Matthews and Marner and Nylander and, you know, that group as they're feeling good about themselves. they got some uh, defense... You know, Morgan Riley remains out, so they're banged up. Timothy Lilligren has missed some time uh, as well. So they're kind of banged up on the back end. But a good early season test here for Tampa Bay in uh, game two of the four-game homestand, or road trip, rather, um, uh, heading into the Christmas break. And, uh, you know, they got a couple days here to do some team bonding, so to speak. They'll be off on Sunday. They'll have a day off in Toronto on Sunday. I'm sure some guys will probably go see family. Uh, There's a lot of guys from the Ontario area, obviously. And then uh, back to practice on Monday. And then uh, start back-to-backs Tuesday, Wednesday. But a big showdown with the Leafs coming. Lightning won that last one in overtime, 4-3 back at the beginning of December. That started off that successful uh, homestand. And uh, Mikhail Sergachev missed the game again tonight. Not sure where things stand with him, although he did he did take part in the morning skate. So knowing, again, this training staff and the way the coaches think and everything, you know, he held out on Thursday. You hold him out again tonight. Now you've got two days off between games. So that's just an additional couple of days to see where things are. Then you've got three games before you get another, you know, four days off. Uh, completely three days off and then a day of practice before you host Montreal on the 29th or on the 28th rather uh, for back-to-back games Uh, so we'll see where things go uh, assuming he practices on Monday whether he'll be ready for Tuesday or not Uh, Zach Bogosian didn't take part in the morning skate wasn't in the lineup Uh, don't have um, an answer for his absence I did ask I never got a response for uh, what his absence might have been for the Lightning, so uh, Cal Foote and Hayden Fleury made up the third pairing uh, tonight. I would expect that if everything's okay with Sergachev, uh, if it's a pain tolerance issue, that we might see him back uh, in the lineup uh, on Tuesday. But again, we'll see how and when he practices on uh, Monday when the team gets back out onto the ice in preparation for that game against the Leafs. All right, uh, don't forget, lightninginsider.com is a podcast, or is the... A website. If you're not subscribed, then use the promo code PODCAST to get $10 off uh, first year of a yearly subscription. Uh, so if you want to read in more detail 
uh, some of my thoughts uh, on the game and, and my recaps on the game. And as I mentioned in the last podcast, I have a story coming out on Mikhail Sergachev. I'm hoping he plays on Tuesday to make it uh, something that I can you know, put out there for, ahead of a game that he's going to play. So that'll be out there and how hard he is on himself and his uh, strive to be the best he can be. He wants to be the best defenseman in the league. That's something he has in his mind, and that's not just lip service. That's something he actually strives to do. He's he's kind of always had that attitude. So delve a little bit deeper into that Mikhail Sergachev uh, situation with how he approaches things, um, you know, as he's taken another step forward in his development and, and taking on some of the responsibility in the absence of Ryan McDonough. So I had that story in the works uh, pre-game skate show with myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor. That'll air uh, one hour before every game. So Tuesday we'll be on the air at 6, followed by Greg Lanelli with the pre-game report. Uh, I'll have the last call also with Chief for these last three road games. So that'll air as soon as the post-game uh, coverage wraps up. You can hear that on 102.5 The Bone. The pre-game skate show airs on the strike, 102.5 HD Channel 2 as well as Lightning Radio 24-7 on the TuneIn app. That's where you can uh, listen into those shows as well. All right, I'm checking out for the night. Got some uh, things to take care of. Got some writing to do. Uh, so I'll knock that out. Uh, game recaps uh, will be up on the website as well. So thanks always for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Make sure you share it. Make uh, Let your friends know that it's out there and it is available wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.